1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and I'm joined here by my wonderful co-host,
0: Bree Tucker. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you?
1: <laughs> and we are recording this episode on the fly. Uh, usually we record about two weeks ahead of time. Right. And uh, today is Wednesday, October 7th. Yeah. Yeah, I had to look at the date on that one. <laughs> and this will be airing uh, on Thursday, October 8th. Uh, and you know what, guys? We had a completely different episode ready for to air for you today when you're hearing this.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm going to back this up like even further. So yesterday mm-hmm. I was driving in and I was like, I, every morning we have a podcast, I like to listen to it because yeah. I have that fear that I messed up something <laughs> never and mind. I'm going to hit play and there is not going to be anything on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, no, brief forgot to hit save. So I'm driving in yesterday, I'm listening to the podcast and I hear our opening and we had recorded that opening. I want to say like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Yeah. And the recording in the morning that that morning made sense. Like mm-hmm. my my daughter was at her dad's house. She wasn't feeling well. She had called me and, and we're all like, oh my gosh, she might have COVID because she'd been, um, you know, out and about in places at school. And I felt mm-hmm. like the responsible thing was to get a COVID test done. Yes. And so that's where our intro came from. Yeah. But in light of everything that happened. Oh, my gosh. So last in, weekend, I was like, when I heard that intro yesterday, I'm like, oh, lordy lord. Of the president
1: <laughs> going in for treatment for COVID and then coming out and saying that he beat COVID and it was not, it was like a flu, which is completely against science.
0: Yeah, we both kind of freaked out at the intro and we're like, oh, my gosh, what do people think if, Like we're not taking this seriously. seriously? It sounds like we're being so flippant about the whole situation. So then we had to look at. The podcast. Yeah, the podcast that we had scheduled for tomorrow, which was called Politics Politics. on the Playground. Mm -hmm. And the like inspiration for that episode came from a
1: Facebook post where um, a mom just told everybody in the group that they needed to set a good example and stop raising crappy kids.
0: Well, because her child was told he couldn't play because he wasn't part of the right political group. Yes, which there's all which, sorts of issues with that.
1: Right. right. But um, we recorded that. And we recorded some advice about how to handle it in a personal way instead of like making it public. But even now listening to that, like there is such a bigger issue at <laughs> Play here that that just seemed totally wrong so, for the state of the world today. So right. that's why we are coming to you with this episode. Uh, no music, no intro music. You'll hear it's just me and
0: Bree um, because I, well, um, I have to acknowledge this. Right? Mm-hmm. Who knows how outdated this is going to be by tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, okay, so let's, let's take stock of this really.
1: Um, and this episode, we, uh, it's not going to be a rant on everything that's going on because I feel like you get enough of that in the media as it is. Uh, it is going to be some steps that you could take to actually feel like you are making a positive impact on the world during this time. Uh, I know that I have seen all these, articles and podcasts telling you how serious things are. And things are serious, but it also doesn't really give way to many things you can do or um, anything like positive that you can you can take and take action on from the scenario. And that's what we want to do with this podcast.
0: Right. There's so many things right now that are dividing us. Yeah. So let's not necessarily focus on the things that are dividing us, but mm-hmm. focus on what we can do for our own mental health and mm-hmm. our own well-being. Yeah. Especially to those moms out there that are like, Okay, we're already under enough stress as moms. Let's add on the whole social, uh political aspect that's happening too. Right? And
1: but we need to acknowledge the situation too, because I mean, just you know, as of Today, Wednesday, and you're hearing this on Thursday, but in the past few days, like a new thing has come out every single day that we're like, oh my gosh, the world is going berserk. Like we had the president saying he beat COVID and he's still in treatment for COVID. Um, We had him pulling stimulus funding until after he got elected. That was the tweet that was put out. It may be outdated by the time that uh, this airs. And then we had the New York Times coming out this morning. Did you see this?
0: I don't know. Oh, but I know
1: you're scared about this. I see I'm
0: already anxious. I'm like already like pulling away from her, nervous about what she's going to say. And oh, by yeah. the way, I'd like to point out that you forgot about the stock market drop too. Oh, the
1: stock market drop too. Yes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Jeff Sessions, uh some uh, reports came out about that saying that they needed to take away children at the border no matter how young they are. And that was the uh, the reasoning behind the policy a few years ago about the child separation, which is just deplorable. Uh so We'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, So that's why, I mean, right now you're probably overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that's happening um, and the amount of bad news coming your way. You might be feeling a bit mad that this is happening. Um, You might be feeling helpless, especially if uh, you're getting into conflicts with family members or close friends and seeing the amount of disinformation out there uh, and people refusing to acknowledge reputable news sources uh, and reputable, I determine, as news sources that have journalists doing full-time reporting and fact-checking and all of the things like the New York Times. Uh, and you might even be separated from family and friends. Uh, I know, like for me, I feel like there's a lot more drama that's entered my life in the past few weeks. And it's partly COVID-related. It could be the political situation happening right now and the fighting. Uh, but all of this, you, it might be You know, helpless. You might feel helpless, and that's okay. We are all feeling a bit helpless right now. And I hear helpless, and I immediately want to start singing the Hamilton song. Do you know that one?
0: Helpless. (laughs) Oh, look at those eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look at you and then suddenly I'm helpless. Yeah, yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, that's the second time, our time our you've had thing. to listen to me singing. <laughs> I, I apologize. I sincerely apologize. There will be no apologize for music and frivolity on this show. <laughs> Actually, we. I think I. I think I sang on the politics on the playground one. So who knows when you'll hear that one? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah. So there is a lot going on. I think families are divided. A lot of families are divided. Mm-hmm. Um, people that um, I know that I've been friends with for years were on very different ends of the political spectrum and it's it's upsetting to me that we can't find a middle ground and you know and I hate feeling like that is something that that is there what, what, and I, and I know for a fact that neither of us want to be on this end and in, in my case, luckily nobody that I have interactions with is mm-hmm. calling names, being rude, hanging up on anyone like we all still are establishing and keeping those relationships, but it it still is a very high dose of cortisone. I am getting cortisol. Co- cortisol. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, cortisol. <laughs> very similar. That's something different from my mes- my mosquito bites. <laughs> but um, cortisol every day, every time that phone dings and it's another news headline or something else pops up on on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I, I don't even. I, I like. I I get nervous from watching the news at night. There's just so much. So yeah. so what can we do to help our mental well being? So Let's-
1: we've broken it up into two things we can do. One is things you can do politically because I think we've got past the point where being involved in politics is like an optional thing we can now see how the people that we have in office affect the rest of our lives especially throughout this whole pandemic you could see the policies um, and the decisions being made by higher up leaders that are really affecting you on a personal level uh, so we have some suggestions for how, what you could do politically, and we also have some p- suggestions for what you can do personally, all that drama coming into your life right now, and how we can take the long view uh, with what we can start with our kids right now, too. So let's let's do this. Yeah. Let's start with politically, because I have not been involved in politics uh like my whole life. I've never volunteered for a campaign. I have never, um, I I mean, the most I've done is I've voted. I have voted every single election. Um, That is about my,
0: the civic duties that I have, you know, fulfilled. What about you? Mine's the same. Mine is the same. I, I have always traditionally never felt pulled in one particular political direction or another, I mm-hmm. never felt overly passionate about anything mm-hmm. one way or another and not Republican, not Democrat. Um, and I've also never had a candidate that I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's my my person right there. Yeah. That I ever had that inspiration, nor did I have the feeling of civic duty to volunteer to work at the polls or anything like that.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of us. And that could be construed as like a little bit of apathy because we didn't really see how the political situation could affect us or why we needed
0: to be involved. Right. And when you hear uh, from some people over and over that your vote doesn't necessarily count because you're not enough of this group. Yeah. It does kind of lead you towards that of like, "Eh, what's the matter then?
1: Yes. And now we're seeing that, you know, wait, all wait, wait, of those things about your vote not counting. It it actually it does. It, it counts more on a local level than it does on a national level. But if you're in a state that especially during this presidential election that is right on the borderline, like your vote counts a lot. in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows
0: Max and Molly, I gotta say, love the name Max, that's my my puppy dog's <laughs> name, uh, who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with, a like cool ant that they really dug, and, like, they dealt with bullies. Uh, my son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like, he thought it was really cool.
0: Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday.
1: So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods.
0: And I will say like that was a big thing that got me really charged about a lot of stuff going on, like once the conversation started a while back about the the way that I vote. I've always I've ever since um I would tote my kids into the polling uh, booths, and then I found out that, oh my gosh, you could vote by mail here in Arizona. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, where was this when I had screaming, crying kids and I'm dragging them around places? So then I've always been a, a vote by mail person. Yeah. And then when things started to go the direction that they did where there was an implant, it was, um, you know, it insinuated yeah. that that ability to vote was going to be taken away because it was being seen as less than honest. Mm-hmm. I took personal offense to that. Yes. That's how I vote. Yeah. No, no, no. that is not. And like... He, and I have to say, like here in Arizona, I think we have a pretty good system for that. So we no, no. I. So that is the first thing that made me start to feel a little bit more of like waking up, opening my eyes a little bit more about how I could do more.
1: Yeah. Once like our ability to vote was threatened to be taken away, that's when I'm like, okay, this is, this just got real. So right. something that you could do, and I just did this this morning. I signed up to be a poll worker. Woo-hoo. our friends uh shana and jen who are very involved politically they are doing this and uh, i was like okay you know november is gonna come around i don't want to just be sitting around like refreshing cnn to see the latest polls i think that's a recipe for craziness in my mind mm-hmm. so i signed up okay and it's one of uh it's easy to do. All I did was I searched Google for Poll Worker Arizona, and you can do that for the state you're in too. And it pulled up the Secretary of State's website where you could sign up to be a poll worker. And you actually, you're signing up to get more information. Uh, so they will reach out if they need me,
0: which I hope they do because I think it'd be fun. Yeah. No, I always, you know, I always loved seeing, uh, working at, when you would go there with the poll workers, they were always like, hi, how you doing? I see you. And you know what? Who predominantly worked the polls? It was senior citizens. Who are the people that really
1: shouldn't. Be out and about. They shouldn't be out and about because they have the highest risk of
0: getting affected by COVID. So we should do our part Mm -hmm. by stepping up so that they don't have to expose themselves unnecessarily.
1: And masking and sanitizing. And I am sure that they're going to have extra security measures at the polls this year. I don't know what they are. But um, I would hope that that is in place.
0: So if you're available and that sounds good to you, that's an option. Signing up to be a poll worker. That'd be a great distraction for the day, like you said, besides checking the news every five seconds. You're going to be busy. Yeah. And not let yourself get caught up in the drama of this and then that because, hello, the world Mm -hmm. is changing so quickly all the time right now. There was also a sign up for ballot tabulation.
1: like counting ballots and stuff. And I was like, that would be so interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, So those are, uh, you could sign up that. But, you know, you might be in a situation where you can't find daycare for the day because, I mean, everything is closed and you might have little kids. The only way I can do it is that is going to be the week that my husband works from home, coincidentally. And that's the only reason I could have signed up. It was, if it was one of the weeks where he'd have to work in the office, that would have been a no-go for me.
0: Right. So if that works, that's a good option there.
1: So if you cannot get out of your house and you want to feel like you are doing something, uh, may I suggest ResistBot. And this is something so cool uh, that I didn't even know existed until a month ago. It is on, you can find it on Facebook. Look for ResistBot on Facebook. And it is basically AI that writes letters to your senators and representatives for you. So all of those action taking items where you're like, oh, I wish they would do it this way, but just sitting down to write the letter and figuring out what I'm going to say and making sure I sound intelligent. And don't ha- you know, you, I get into my own head all the time when I'm supposed to be taking action like that. And all of the decisions and the choices that I have to make actually stop me from taking the action and resist It is so easy. All you do is you go and, uh, it says, send a message to Resistbot. You click send a message and it just prompts you the entire way. And then it sends off letters to your senators and representatives for you on a variety of issues.
0: Right. you can pick out whatever you want to do. I've actually been using that since the summer and you can find it. Uh, they do have an account on Twitter and on Instagram as well. So you can find them in a lot of different places, but it's, it's phenomenal. It's, it, it does make it very easy for you to put in what, and it, And what I like about it, too, is that it doesn't necessarily autofill. Yeah. It asks you what you want to say. So for um, individuals that have sometimes insinuated that, you know, oh, people are just Blindly signing up for things and blindly signing signing petitions, ResistBot makes it like you just said easy to identify who your representatives are, mm-hmm. and it'll ask you questions like, "What do you want to talk about? What is your issue?" And then it'll be like, "Okay, you need to speak to your state senator. No, you need to speak to your U.S. senator," mm-hmm. and it'll help you identify those things. And it just again, it takes um, all of the hard or the intimidating part of it that might have kept you from doing it before mm-hmm. because you're like, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not exactly certain who my – arizona house of representatives person is for my district at the moment right yeah it finds that all for you so and then every time i've used it i always have heard back from the representatives on the issue i have
1: too i've gotten the email right
0: and it makes me like wow they really are listening what do you know <laughs> so you just
1: have to think that if more people used ResistBot and communicated what they wanted to their representatives i mean our representatives they work for their constituents but if they don't hear from their constituents They can't take any course of action. Exactly. Exactly. So our voice as a people needs to be louder than the voice of party politics in Washington. So you could do that with ResistBot, which is totally free. I chose to uh, support ResistBot with a monthly donation. I put in a monthly donation of just $25 uh, and they deliver front page of newspapers to me now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I get my own like username. So I can actually, if I want to share the petitions that I signed with friends, I can just tell them to go. And uh, it's actually go. You just text go, no guilt mom, all one word. Uh, to 50409 and that is ResistBot and then ResistBot texts you back it's amazing so go check that out if you want to be more involved politically and you're not sure how uh, those are two ways you can do the in-person thing or you can do ResistBot so let's go into personal okay personal stuff uh, it's Conflict. I I hate conflict. It's I have had a constant headache probably for the past two or three weeks because so much conflict has just materialized in my life. And I'm not sure where I was just asking my husband yesterday who doesn't believe in like the karma stuff. And I'm like, why do I have so much conflict karma? And he just looks at me because he doesn't know what to say. Because he, he's, he's like, like, "Yeah,
0: I can't follow you there. Can't huh? follow you there. I can Which, though. I'll follow you. You'll there. follow me there. I totally believe in karma, and yeah. science. Sorry, and, <laughs> and science. Yes, yes. We all
1: believe in science here at No Guilt Mom. But this drama has just—it's increased, and I just think it's—it's it's being called, like cooped up with COVID. And all of the restrictions, not having clear guidelines, uh, disagreeing with people on guidelines, uh, and then, I don't know, some of it, I think this whole political situation and this whole COVID situation has just made me realize how much I don't want to take other people's crap anymore. And stand up for myself. And so I have been standing up for myself a lot more. And it has which, brought a lot more conflict into my life.
0: That's what I was going to say, which will bring in more conflict by, by default. But conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's healthy yeah. conflict mm-hmm. that will move you guys, that will move you forward through a problem and help you find solutions.
1: Yes. And the conflict resolution that we're seeing right
0: now at a national level and in the political space isn't healthy. No, no. It's causing a lot of stress for a lot of people. For the majority of the country, we're all dealing with a lot of stress on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And when we see that kind of
1: conflict resolution and this fighting happening, it's really hard to know what we should be doing in our own personal lives and in our homes and how we should be teaching our kids to deal with problems too.
2: Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.
3: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
1: Uh, and a case in point, gotta bring this up the presidential debate. Yes. That was an issue of poor communication and lack of respect for the other person. And there was a whole other bit, bunch of issues too. Yeah. Uh, but it, it came down to not
0: listening. Right. right. It did. It, it really did. And I felt bad because um, I made a parenting choice that day mm-hmm. that I felt guilty about. Yeah, And I, I talked about it on the other podcast that is yet has yet to be aired. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my children are in junior high. Mm-hmm. And um, their, their dad and I have different political views, so I know they hear a lot from both sides. And I said, you know what? You guys are old enough that you should watch a presidential debate mm-hmm. because I don't want uh, to... Sway your thoughts one way or another based on what I'm saying or based on what, you know, you're hearing at at your at your other parents house. So watch the debate. You guys make up your own mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I immediately regretted that decision. (sighs) Like my daughter got up and left about near the end because she was like, I just can't take anymore. Can I go? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like rubbing my temples like, oh, good, good Lord. Yes. Go. Just go. And at the end, my son just had these like wide eyes. He turned and looked at me. And went, is that what they're always like? And I'm like, no, no, that was a bad. And that was my wording, too. That was a bad example of bad communication. And he's like, yeah, like they just they weren't really answering questions. And there was a lot of yelling. And is that normal? And I'm like, no, no, that's not how we should talk, is it? And he's like, no. uh -uh." But
1: when you have one person in a situation who refuses to uh, follow like communication guidelines and communication rules, I I don't think there's any hope for that situation. I think that it's just, it was so, so bad. And it was so, so embarrassing. And we talked a lot about uh, with our membership community balance. uh, We have some women who are in China and they're international. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what did you all think about that? And they're like, oh, we just
0: feel so sorry for you guys. It was it, it was bad. And what did, I, what did one of the uh, one of the um, uh, news outlets had said it was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire?
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire. And the only losers there, like you probably saw this over and over again, were the American people, mm-hmm. because we heard nothing about issues. All we saw was people people yelling at each other and unfortunately that is kind of the behavior we are seeing more and more in our society too it's this us versus them it's um us versus them in congress and elections where it's republicans versus democrats um it's us versus them and some some of the rhetoric that's coming out about um, immigration and
0: it should not like just hearing the us versus them it breaks my heart right cuz you're never going to make con- you're never going to make any moves forward if you constantly see yourself as being attacked mm-hmm. or if it or if you see it as it's my job um or or no sorry take that back not my job if you see it as i am right and you are i am 100% right and you are 100% wrong yeah like there there is no middle ground there you have to acknowledge and listen to the other person and just See if there is anything that, that there's commonality on. Mm-hmm. Is there any middle ground? Yeah, we need to
1: work together. And the first way that happens is through better communication. But how do we do that? So as parents, one of the things that we can do is we start with our kids And the first thing that we teach kids in our Emotions 911 course for No Guilt Mom is the I statement. Mm -hmm. And you may have heard the I statement before. Uh, And what it is, is it's you acknowledging your own feelings based on an action that happened. So what it's not, it's not blaming someone for making you feel the same way. Like I wouldn't go to Bree and I'd be like, I'm mad, Bree, because you made me feel mad. Like, that's not the I statement whatsoever. But I
0: used an I in there. Yes. Not properly though.
1: (laughs) Not the right way. (laughs) Not the right way. I statement is all about taking responsibility for your own feelings and saying the exact action that caused those feelings in you or that like made made you think a certain way it's explaining your inner monologue to someone else in a way that does not blame or does not shame right so
0: yeah Right. It's not saying that other people are being, you're being mean to me. This is being mean to me. No. The economy is being mean to me. It keeps losing jobs. Sorry, we really, we really enjoyed the SNL cold open.
1: If you you have not watched SNL yet this week and you need a laugh
0: about those presidential debates, oh, search for it. The October 3rd, 2020 episode. But you know what? No matter, we need to laugh. We We need, need to be able to laugh. I
1: think I've watched that cold open three times already because Alec Baldwin makes me laugh so much much in (laughs) that it's it's hilarious it's hilarious and we have to laugh at like we have to have something to laugh you
0: have to be able to laugh at yourselves and and move forward with things but anyways going back to the I statement I I apologize so um the I statement so I feel I
1: feel you could say I feel hurt when you said, and you could say something that the, uh, the person has exactly said. So for kids, I use this a lot with my son. I felt sad when you screamed at me. It was this objective thing that happened. Did he scream at me? Mm-hmm. Yep, there was screaming directed towards me. And I felt sad. That's a true emotion. So just using the I statement with your kids You can do it in a variety of ways. You can do it with chores. Like I feel frustrated when I have to remind you constantly to load
0: the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. Yep. I feel frustrated when um, you said you would pick up your clothes off the floor and three days later they are still there.
1: Yes. It's an objective situation. Feel,
0: yeah. Or I feel disrespected. You know, whatever. But you have to also listen to what the person says back to you.
1: Yes. You have you to be do. open
0: to what they're saying back.
1: I do want to say one thing with the I statement because mm-hmm. here's another way that it can go wrong is if when in your when you or when you section or when something happens section, uh, some people make a judgment about the other person in that section. Oh so, so it's like, like I feel hurt. When you purposefully ignore me. Right. And right. that's just putting a judgment. That's saying that that's you are blame. in the person's Actually, head. That and is putting blame. It is putting blame. Because yeah. you don't know that they're purposefully ignoring you. And that is a mistake that I see happens a lot with the I statement. Because if I... I get I statements like that and when I hear it I'm like wait a minute like that is not an I statement you are totally blaming me for this entire scenario and assuming that my intentions are malicious when in fact they are not right yes so yeah. just a little warning there with the I statement yeah so this season it's it's tough and it then- is
0: the next 30 days it just oh my goodness I mean we know it's less than 30 days until the election but it's going to be a rough couple of days after election it it's is. still going to be yes it is hopefully just a couple of days hopefully a couple
1: of days we don't know what the future holds and
0: heck we don't know what tomorrow morning holds no
1: <laughs> but my only my big hope and the big piece of optimism that I have through all of this is that I am seeing so many more people care and act and say what they believe and fight for others. And there it is out there. These stories of hope and um like it's out there. I see it all the time on social media. I see it in groups I belong to. I see people caring about others and wanting to fight for the rights of others uh, and not being driven by fear, but instead being driven of this hope for a better world. And that is the Main piece of hope that I am holding on to through all of
0: this. It's gonna get better. It has to. People are kind of we are being affected in a way that we never imagined we would.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And 2020, like it or not, has been a pivotal year. <laughs> yes.
1: So don't get too down. If you feel hopeless right now, know that a lot of other people are in your shoes. But shift it a little bit, concentrate on some action that you can take. It's not going to make it completely better. But if we all take a little bit of action, we will see huge change happening. We're already seeing huge change happening. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that is all we can focus on right now. And by actually putting things into action and volunteering and signing petitions. We are showing our kids that they can have an impact on their world as well. So you are, you can be that positive force of change. I encourage you to be that positive force of change. Please go get involved in some way and start using that I statement in your house and see how it changes your personal communication without blaming or shaming And until next time, remember, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks so much for stopping by, guys.
2: Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.